Well, as you've been hearing in the news, the B.C. Liberal Party could soon have a new name. The party says the proposed new name, B.C. United, was selected after the three-month membership consultation period. More than 2,000 suggestions were submitted, but the name B.C. United is the one moving forward and could potentially be the new name. Well, we're going to open up the phone lines in just a few moments, but right now we are joined by Stuart Prest, political scientist at Quest University in Squamish. Stuart, thank you so much for being with us. Good afternoon, Jill. It's my pleasure. What was your first reaction when you heard the name BC United could be the next name for the BC Liberals? Well, I think like a lot of people, the first thing that pops into mind is the soccer reference, and so a couple of soccer-related jokes. But uh, I, I think that must have been an expectation when the name was chosen, that there would be some joking around afterwards. But I think it's, it's pretty clear the party is... It, this is part of a, a larger plan of uh, rehabilitation of the party, trying to, to put it in a, a different direction, a different space uh, going forward. Uh, the party saying that BC United reflects a fresh alternative, expressing a commitment to unity across a broad coalition of members, while also highlighting the name BC. Uh, do you think it's possible that, that they also knew that it would get people talking, making soccer references, and that would at least create some buzz about it? I suspect that is the case. It does feel a little bit gimmicky, but but here we are talking about it, so I I guess it worked. (laughs) How important, then, is a party name? And the difference being when you're talking about a brand new party, or in this case, when we're talking about a well-established party changing the name? Well, I think the name changes. It's always uh, going to be part of some larger transformation, whether that's a, a merger, as we saw with the United Conservative Party of Alberta recently, or uh, an attempt to create a, a single alternative, say, with the Saskatchewan Party in uh, in Saskatchewan. It's an attempt to signal that there's something new, something different going on. And uh, here, in the case of uh, the Liberal Party, it is a, a part of a larger attempt to to try to show that this party, which seemingly lost its way in the, after the, uh, two successive electoral losses, and, and the, the last one quite a uh, convincing loss, that, that something had to change, that there was some something different uh, needed. And so we have a new leader. We have some sense of uh, a, a different approach to politics, and, and we can talk a bit about that in a minute. But, but now the, the, uh, uh, the changing name becomes a part of that story. And I think if this is going to be judged a success, ultimately, it's, it's uh, as a piece or of a piece with these other changes that, that come on stream. And we, we can't really judge yet whether those are going to be successful or not. Right. But when you have an established party, do you not run the risk of changing the name, which is fine, a party can do that. But do you not run the risk of the public being a little cynical of that, saying you can change the name all you like, but if you're not going to to change other things, then, then what's the point? You're the same party under a different name. Absolutely, and and that is, I think, pretty clearly how the the NDP plans to attack this. Is just as BC Liberals by another name, they defeated it. They they lost under one name, they can lose under a new name. And I think the fact that uh, Kevin Falcon was such a prominent cabinet uh, minister in those previous Liberal governments makes it a little easier to make that case. So uh, that puts all the more emphasis on other uh, attendant changes to show that this this party has learned from its electoral losses, that it is going to approach politics differently. Is it still an issue, do you think, uh, the name BC Liberals, that people somehow associate it with the federal Liberals? I think it is uh, perhaps uh, an issue for some, that if you are a, say, a um, 
a true blue conservative, it just may feel uncomfortable having to vote for a liberal party, even if it's it's not really related in any organizational way or even in terms of the kinds of policies being brought forward uh, that, that creates a, a sort of negative connotation. I think it can create a little bit of confusion. Certainly when I try to explain BC politics to anyone from, from outside the province, there, there, that uh, is an additional wrinkle that I have to, to clarify. So there, there is a, a potential for confusion, and it, it may create a, a certain divide, given that the, this party clearly exists to try to pull from uh, both federal liberal and federal conservative voters. And that's always been an uneasy marriage, a marriage of convenience at times. But, uh, but this name represents a fresh attempt to, to do that. Right. And you mentioned, too, that the the pushback probably or the what uh, opponents will do, the New Democrats will do is is point out that, again, it is the same party uh, with uh, a longstanding uh, member who is now the leader. So what does a party like this have to do if what if if the goal is to show people that it's changed and, and in the words of the party that this reflects a fresh alternative? Well, I think we're seeing some of those uh, those changes already. So when we see the in the election of Eleanor Sturco as, as an MLA uh, for for the Liberals, a member of the LGBTQ community, uh, we see uh, the expulsion of I believe it was John Rustad for expressing anti uh, essentially anti climate. Uh, views or anti-climate change views, skepticism regarding the, the realities and the need to act. So we're, we're seeing that Kevin Falcon as leader is just uh, somewhat ironically given this idea of a, a BC United name for the party that is drawing different kinds of, uh, of lines. So in some ways it's a, uh, a party that is attempting to be more inclusive to try to to um, uh, be socially inclusive, inclusive in a way that the BC Liberal Party wasn't always seen as being. But also to draw a definitive line uh, uh, separating the party from some of those more right of center uh, views on the more of the more populist bent or the more say socially conservative bent and the uh, the barring of, uh, of Aaron Gunn from the, the leadership race is of a piece with that as well. Right, uh, absolutely. Um, what about the the having to put BC in the title? There, one of the the reasons behind this as well, saying that this also highlights the province's name. I mean, unless you're really, if you're that far removed from anything political, my guess is you're probably not paying attention and maybe not even voting. Do we really need the word BC in there so that we know it's a provincial party? Uh, I mean, it's a good question, and and, and again, I think the. The, the name ultimately is, is, is a marker and it's going to be judged as part of this larger transformation. Putting BC in the name, I think uh, it, it uh, speaks to the idea that perhaps when they, were, they had a whiteboard and they were trying to, to come up with the name for the party, the first one they thought of was the BC party, but that one has already been registered with the elections BC, so they needed to come up with something else. And so sort of working on that theme, this is where they ended up. But it, it, I think it does speak to this uh, desire to try to create uh, something of a generic... Uh, a positive sounding name that that a lot of different British Columbians can can see themselves identifying with and, and to be um to be of the, the the British Columbia political landscape, but but you're right, it may be just gilding the lily a little bit. Everyone knows what problems we're talking about. All right, Stuart Prest, thank you so much for joining us and for talking about this today. Appreciate your time. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. 
Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.